at the moment, it's really important to look after yourself and your loved ones. Many people feeling a bit fragile. Today, we're focusing on anxiety, and we've got with us now Andrew Bridgewater. Great to have Andrew with us. Andrew, evening to you. Thanks for coming on. Good evening, Jerome. It's nice to speak to you. Tell me about anxiety then, and particularly where we are at the moment. Is it different now? Are there different levels? Um, what, what, what should we look out for? Well, let's just peel it back a bit. What is anxiety and where is it? Well, I think we're familiar with the sensations in the body that we get with anxiety. So the sweaty palms, the heart beating, the chest pains, the shortness of breath, all of that sort of thing. But there's also stuff going on in the mind. And we only create anxiety because we're living in the feeling of our thinking. I'll say that again. We're always living in the feeling of our thinking, not our circumstances. So it's a bit of a magic trick, really. And uh, the way it plays out is that we think that somebody or something or some situation is doing that to us, but it's not. We're only experiencing those feelings because we're having some thinking which is consistent with that. And what that does is it stimulates this fight-flight response that we've got, which is this primitive reflex that was handy when we needed to hunt for prey every couple of weeks, but isn't too useful when it's fired off every couple of hours or so. So that stress hormones, those stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, they've got nowhere to go. So that's kind of what's going on. That's the mechanics of it. Okay. Now, is it different now, or, or, and are different people experiencing it now, um, something maybe that they're dealing with for the first time in their lives? I think that's a very real point, Jerome. I think people are experiencing anxiety for the first time, and therefore the first thing we've got to do is raise awareness. This doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. You might feel like you're having a panic attack, which can sometimes feel like a heart attack even. And people have gone into hospital thinking, I've had a heart attack, and actually it's just a panic attack. When I say just a panic attack, it feels very real. So many people are experiencing these symptoms for the first time, and I'm seeing that a lot um, in, in the work that I'm doing at the moment. But the first thing I'd say is you don't need to get hooked by the symptoms. As I say, those are coming from your thinking. They're not coming from the virus, they're not coming from the government, they're not coming from the fact that your kids are at home. Stressful and difficult those, those situations are. By recognising where the feelings are coming, are coming from, we can begin to drop out of it. And I've got some other tips and help, um, ways of helping with that too. Go on then. Well, the first thing I'm going to say, uh, Jerome, is breathing. When we get uh, panicked, when we get stressed, our breathing goes shallow. It's not deep. And what that does is it creates a shortness of breath, it impairs our thinking, and it makes us more prone to an anxiety attack. So you need to stop what you're doing, recognise the feelings in your body, don't get alarmed by them, and use a deep breathing technique where you're breathing into your belly or your diaphragm, and you're breathing more slowly. And I recommend four breaths in, four deep breaths in through the nose, and six deep breaths out through the mouth. Now, interesting enough, I did this before I came on because I had some sweaty palms, had a little bit of heartbeat going on um, because that's normal. And, and actually, stress can be a helpful thing as long as we understand what's happening to us and we don't get tricked by the symptoms, as I say. So proper breathing and recognising what's going on. So you do, is that four seconds or four breaths? Four seconds. Four yeah. seconds in through the nose and six seconds out through the mouth. If you do that for a couple of minutes, I guarantee it will settle you down. Now, that's just a really useful thing to do in the moment. And it will just get you out of that feeling of panic.
And did you know, Jerome, that even the most severe anxiety will only last for a, a maximum of 90 minutes? Now, I know that's no great, <laughs> great shakes if you're actually in the middle of it, but this does pass. All anxiety goes away eventually. And there are also some longer-term approaches that I talk to people about. I've got a free audio course at my website which talks people through this, but very briefly, things like meditation, mindfulness, good nutrition, exercise, which I heard Hannah talking about earlier, yeah. particularly exercise in nature. Nature's antidepressant, and it's also very good for anxiety. So and we don't need to get too hung up on, on, on exercise, you know, that we've got to go start yeah. running or doing loads of press-ups or something. It can just be going for a walk, right? Not at all, not at all. And what I was saying when I was on last is that what we do in, with exercise in nature is we drop into the vibration of nature. That's naturally calming. And as I say, nature isn't worried at the moment. It's not stressed. We've got some stuff going on which is difficult, which is challenging many of us to the core for the first time. We will get through it. And as I say, we just need to be centred with ourselves and stop and almost be the watcher of our experience rather than be hoodwinked by that experience. Interesting stuff. And I know you've talked about sleep patterns and, and, and what have you as well. One thing that I've found that I've benefited from not doing is not watching the news late at night. That's helped with anxiety yes. and, and sleep. <laughs> it will, Jerome. It's really important that we minimise or we manage our exposure to the news. And personally, I'd rather choose what to pay attention to. And certainly having some time late at night to put things down, put the laptop away, put the iPad and phone away, give yourself an hour just to let yourself settle. Don't take them into the bedroom because then you're tempted to check in the middle of the night. These are some very simple things that we can do to get better sleep and more restorative sleep. Good to talk to you as always, Andrew. Thank you very much. That's Andrew Bridgewater. Check him out online. Lots more tips available from him.